To episode 26, Art on the Blockchain. This is our. Can you. It's, it's hard to believe it's the 26th episode. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Uh, we just got through the first quarter and now we're bringing you the next quarter. Uh, hopefully it's just as fun and hopefully it's more. Hopefully it's more fun. <laughs> if that's possible, I don't know. Nah, we have too much possible. fun. <laughs> um, we have a very special guest um, in the building today. His name is. Natural. He's a um, artist, designer, fashion designer. Even um, he's worked with uh, Rock Aware and a bunch of other things. Uh, we're going to talk to him. We have a long interview with him, so uh, sit back and enjoy this thing. But before we get started, we have. Number one. Well, here we go. Be very, very quick so we can get to the to the interview. All right. So the in the DMV this week. There's an event called Washington Elite from November 30th to December 1st. Two artist works are going to be auctioned. Vesa's piece, Blood on the Podcast Floor, and Nanu Burke's Balance on the Chain. We're going to actually talk, we've talked to Vesa, and we are going to see Nanu Burke's at the event this week, so this is going to be pretty cool. Number two, uh, through November 30th, there's an, a, there's an article called Crypto-Friendly Gallery Hofa Launches in Los Angeles with Quantum Exhibition by R- Richard Castellane. The House of Fine Art has an exhibition titled Quantum, groundbreaking cryptocurrency exhibition of work by internationally acclaimed artists. It's, got, it's a very, very interesting uh, exhibition, and I encourage you to look at the video. Actually, pretty awesome. Number three, uh, Skrilla's Company. Rare Skrilla is a sponsor of an event called Art Decentralized, the World of Distributed Masterpieces. It's curated by Lightnode Media. I have a link to that. Number four, on December 7th, there's an event at Art Basel in Miami called Which Art Problems Can Blockchain Solve? with Ruth Catlow, Matt Hall, Arm Van Dorpel, and Orit Gott. And number five, on December 10th, there's an event called Decentralizing Art, The Hype and Hope of Blockchain in New York City. Uh, speakers include... Perlani Nicole, John Watkinson, Abby Titcomb, Tahir Karmali, and moderated by Zen Wang. So that's our top five. Yeah, we're speeding through this today because me and Cynthia are sitting in a room that's not our normal studio because we had to, uh, we, we, we did a lot of stuff and um, now we're here, so it's kind of complicated. I know I just probably explained that really well, but we're on one mic sharing it right now. 
and uh, yeah, staring into a corner. This is, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah. With that said, it's, it's been a crazy couple weeks since we last had our podcast, or last few weeks since we had our podcast and all that stuff. But we have been doing the radio show um, on WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington, Virginia for the DC folks. We've been putting that out through um Mixcloud. Yeah, through Mixcloud. I know it's it's not the RSS feed and all that stuff, but because it's on the radio we have these kind of uh guidelines we have to follow. So it's only available on Mixcloud. I think um I gotta talk to Cynthia but I was gonna pick her brain. Maybe we can get some of the stuff on YouTube too maybe um just so people can listen a little easier. But our 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 thirty minute radio show is live, so I would recommend listening to that because this is all post production. We get to, if me and Cynthia mess up, we get to take out those things. But if you want to hear us mess up live on air, you know, <laughs> and then mock us later. Because yeah. blockchain is about teasing, all right? Because the technology is the way to tease, all right? And troll. That's all this is. No, it's um, natural is in the house though. Um, let's show respect and get to this in the house. All right, here we are. Back in the studio, we have a very, we're privileged to have a very special guest, somebody who is uh, in his own right very successful, and now he's entering our space of blockchain art, and um, happy to have him, his name is Natural. Um, I'm blessed to be here, thank you for having me, for sure, for sure. And not only are we blessed to have him, we have him here in the studio, so you know, it's, we always, like we say on the show, we always like to have our guests in the studio, we don't have it as much. But uh, we're not in New York or L.A. or London, you know. Where people so. just are hanging outside of our door. Yeah, yeah, we're in D.C., <laughs> you know, so. And uh, you are a, uh, a native of our region, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, PG County, born and raised. See? Yeah. And he knows, he knows here. some guys I know growing up uh, in the hip-hop scene, you know. I know Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. little brothers, man. Those are my big brothers, actually. You, yeah, you don't yeah. know how close I am to them. yeah. I don't, but I, I, yeah. I remember, yo, <laughs> I know I heard your name all the time, like, uh, around guys look, so, and I, that's how I actually, that's how I really, like, found out about you, so. Yeah, they, raised, they raised me, man. Dope. Yeah. That's what's up. It's fucked up, they all think they pox your core. No thug in they blood and they pops the soft This ain't your everyday regular rap shit This that revolutionary swing with the black fist I be feeling lost The struggle often piss me off Gotta get it, I need it regardless what it costs Strong arm your boss, my survival tactics Live righteous, kill every savage Off his head for the rites of passage I shave for the ancestors of yesterday Let them lay while we pray forever They in peace Can't rule the world if you never leave The streets vision deep like the family tree roots Ashes loud in the words the earth shake when I speak Duke Drop an atom bomb, they still bragging about three twos Peaceful, but don't be surprised if I beat you And leave you sleep for promoting that evil And check out Godzilla, guys Erica Badu, guys I gotta be loud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the plug. Yeah, with the plug. It yeah. was a yeah, that was a really, really great project, man. Yeah. It was a really great project. Yeah. I was yeah. so happy for them when they when 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 they had told me it was like uh like low down L- Loretta Brown. I was yeah. like, hold up, time out, man. Like <laughs> that's Badu, man. Yeah, like when you when did y'all meet Badu? Yeah. Nah, that was good crazy. brothers, man. Good good energy. You know what I'm saying? And and they set the tone for me way back. Like, I'm talking, like, middle school. Word. Yeah, like, you know, 
they would come find me and make sure I was I was straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, are, are you are you powerful, Sage? Like in that area? Like, no, no. So I'm like right under Truth and Vic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So like, uh, they were maybe two years older than me. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say the, the big brothers, man. Gotcha. Yeah. Then Masim, Masim probably I think he already had left school when I got into the high school that everybody was at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, me, and then powerful came. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and Ace are on the, the same age bracket. Mm, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up. So your art, man. Let's let's talk about it. Like, how long yeah. have, are you a natural born artist? You started like when you're a kid, or what? What got you into it? How'd you start? Yeah. So um, I came up in a in a in a very creative household. Uh, my mother was always like in a you know she was always crafty and uh doing projects and stuff like that around the house sewing and uh stuff like that and um my father he was a a funk uh musician okay so so he had a, a band and like my living room looked like this like word, word. <laughs> my living room was like a studio yeah. you know what i'm saying and um he had all the instruments in there, so he had a band practice maybe twice, three times a week. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started off like just emulating that as a ch- like you know when I was like three years old. And what? Uh, what what's was the name of his band? <laughs> it was called the Island Breeze. There you go. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Google. It was like it was like YouTube. Yeah, funk <laughs> funk reggae type okay. of, type of vibe. Um, <clears throat> and so. When I was a kid, I used to see him come home late and, uh, you know, play records and, and play along with the, the music. And um, when he was gone, you know, I would break into the record cabinet and <laughs> I would, like, I guess try to, you know, play the records too, whatever. And, like, run toothpicks over him, scratch him. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like, really, really yeah. me- messed up. So you really did up. have to break yeah. in. <laughs> Sacrilege things, with, you know, yeah, yeah. with records. But um, what really got me was the the type of music um, he was playing and studying was uh, the same era of those, like, highly illustrated um, covers. Yeah, album like, artwork. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you had Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, Cameo, Parliament. SOS, yeah, Parliament, like LTD. All those, LTD, yeah. yep, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> so, like, um, I used to see those record covers and listen to the music mm-hmm. as a whole, you know, and I used to think that the people that you heard were the people that made the art. Oh, wow. And so, uh, that me, was true in some cases. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. But, like, for me, Looking at music and digesting it with art mm. became like a, a the backbone, the DNA of everything that I that, that which I explains a lot of your art. Yeah, and so um, I, I pursued both very vigorously, and uh, which is, explains like my relationship with uh, with Godzilla and them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I guess I, I've always been visual, but uh, creative as a whole. You know, like I, I've been kind of blessed to be around it for for my whole entire life. So you play an instrument? No, <laughs> I used to play the drums. Okay, well, drums. Yeah, I used to play <laughs> two drums. drummers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last podcast was a drummer, and he said that he was maybe not a musician because he played the drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of followed like, in on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't play. But you no, guys you don't, don't read, show you don't read up. Shoot, yeah. shoot music. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah I play. I could play. Like I studied snare, you know, okay. in the band for a while, but it was too boring. Yeah, you know, it's just like tap, 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 tap. When, when did you know that uh, you were going to be an artist full time? 
Um. Mm. Well, as a, a creative full time, yeah, as a creative. Uh, I guess it was always like the option, like it was always the thing. Um, when I when I got to, uh, I guess considering what I wanted to do with my life, um, I was just like, man, whoever's doing the record covers, I got to do that. Like that's that's me. You know what I'm saying? So you started off your your first gigs were record covers, were album covers? No, no. Okay. <laughs> My first gigs were in fashion. Okay, uh, yeah. Which um, the study of like graphic design and illustration and stuff like that brought me up to New York and in in uh, uh, studied at Pratt in- Institute mm-hmm. over there in um, the legendary Pratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clinton Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I got up there for that. Um, and quickly found myself uh, around um, a lot of great designers and great folks mm. that had, uh, you know, um, they had their uh, place in, in in the fashion world, and so that seemed like the closest, like the easiest thing to do. So um, your parents were supportive, because this is one thing, you know, in any kind of art, yeah. somebody's trying to make their way in the art world is support oh yeah 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 yeah, for sure well so i'm one of two children my older sister was always the smarter one that was gonna go off and do big things and me i was the one that would probably just stay home right (laughs) and so like any amount of success the bar was super low for me anyway so like whatever it was that i did uh was uh very welcomed um they, they just didn't really know what it was you know what I'm saying? So when I started doing stuff, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, designing clothes and stuff like that. And they're just like, what? What do you mean? You know, it, it didn't hit home until they could see it at the mall. You know what I'm saying? And, Somewhere, who, and who were you designing for? I uh, first got my start with Triple uh, Five Soul. Mm-hmm. It was an yeah. older brand yeah. called Triple Five Shout Soul. Out, it's, uh, who was it? Jeff, uh, right? It, it got, no, I'm thinking the state. Oh yeah, Jeff, yeah, no, but Jeff, yeah, Jeff's my yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The triple so, five. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I around the time that I was yeah. uh, designing for 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 that, you know, like uh, we would spend our um, after work hours, you know, what I'm saying at the Reed Space, right, right. And that's how I, I got to know um, uh, Jeff. Yeah. I was like the little rat that came in, you know, what I'm saying little rat pack that came in after hours and just, you know. Learning, helping, yeah. getting, getting the knowledge. Or drinking beer and talking okay. shit. All right. you know, <laughs> That's all part of the process. Yeah, LES type of, you know what I'm saying? But it was with all designers and stuff like that, and we never turned it off. So, you know, it was just definitely so. Um, yeah, it was Triple Five Soul. I uh, did some stuff with Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I knew the, the designers over there okay. pretty well. Uh, and then, and then <clears> I, your big I, break. What was your big break? Big break as far as. In design. Like, what did. Like, oh, um, I don't, I don't think it was like a big break. I was pretty much a, a behind the scenes bullpen type of but nothing type like of cat. you never designed something that like somebody wore like on like a somewhere Catwalk. that maybe like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like maybe like you're yeah. in your mind like oh man like yeah. so when when I went um I think maybe three years into it I went uh um to Rockaware mm-hmm. and this is when Dame Dame Dash was uh. Um, I guess he was still there in, in operations and stuff. And, mm. uh, it was, it was. I was there between the segue between him and Jay. Okay. And then Jay came in like a year later, and um, 
you know, just designing for them at that time. That's, this is the height of Rockaway. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. This is when Jay was like, "Is Black Album Jay?" Right. That's kind of what know? I was alluding to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, like I, I, he came in, um, Jay came in, and without, uh, without, I guess, um, coming in with, yeah, you know. The way he runs things or something like that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't take over. He came in, sat down for six months and, and was just taking notes and, mm. you know what I'm saying, learning, observing. Or, and like, it's crazy because it's like, yo, it was Jay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you, <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you want to do? This is your company. You know what I'm saying? It's The Rock. Yeah. But he, he was really um, careful to not uh, cast his, uh, you know, his perspective on things and um, his expectations on things. He was just like, you know, what can this be? Mm-hmm. And so six months with a quiet Jay Z in the corner, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's like nuts. So like you know, <laughs> there's there's a lot of things that uh, cool things that happened around that time. You know, yeah. You know, so like campaigns and stuff. You know, like Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. We had Zoe Saldana. Um, what else we had? You know, all the rock rock folks. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. You do some with Rihanna? Um, no, but I. No, but yes. I, I feel like I heard something. So like, like they've they uh you know, Jay would come in every now and then and, and he would ask for things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I got you. quietly just being like, yo, like, you know, can you redesign this or can you redesign that? You word, word, word. And just slip it across the table. You, know, you don't you don't really say no. And it's like, oh that's not that's not my job description. You know what I'm saying? It's like no nah. No Jay Z. Yeah. It's just like, oh shoot, all right, no, cool. I'm saying no. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. your album cover what's what's an album cover that you have you des- that you've designed? Yeah, have you did you yeah. get into the album cover stuff? Finally, after yeah, your- yeah, of course, of course. Um, so rec- well, re- fairly recently, uh, I did an artist. Um, his name is uh, Nick Grant, okay. a rapper mm-hmm. um, from the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Quite sure which which north and south, but he's a brilliant, brilliant artist. Okay, I've heard Um, I've heard of Nick Grant. Yeah, like he's wordsmith, and you know, um, has this this real cool type of vibe to him, Uh, and a great team over at Cultural Public. So, uh, what's the album called so people can see it? Or is it out yet? Yeah, yeah. Is it called uh, uh, what's it? His birth of the cool? No. yeah, you caught me, man. Oh, shit. oh that, yeah. <laughs> no, it's only his first album. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah come, look up Nick Grant and uh, yeah. Natural. You'll, you'll yeah, see the album art. Then, I, then after that, um, did some work with uh, you know local artist uh, uh, Chaz French. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and he Chaz got dope. Yeah, he uh, he got his um, uh, his deal not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So um, coming back into that space was was amazing. You know. Like uh, full circle, I guess. But this was like you know, this is f- you know, fine artist natural. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like design bullpen natural right, right, or right. whatever. It's just like kind of like okay, yeah, you want what? All right, then this is what you get. You know? How's your process on on something like when you're creating a specific piece for somebody? Um, now, yeah, like I, it's just y'all. Let me rock. Okay, you know, like. I've been I've been in the, the the design illustration industry for about 
10, 11 years before, like, I, you know, I started doing fine art. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked myself to get very burnt out. Okay. You know, and when it comes to like, you know, yeah, yeah. Now you... facilitating ideas, it's best if I was just left alone. So, sound like a real snob. No, but no, it's I, like, I, I, you know, so this is a good yeah, point because yeah, yeah. people talk about this all the time with regard to like what is fine art versus mm-hmm. graffiti versus because in, because we have these chats and they're right. talking about well this is fine art. And I said, well, was Basquet fine art? Or was it when he sold his paintings for a million dollars that it turned into fine art? Was it fine art from its is yeah from its inception? Right, right, right. Or right. because of the money? And mm. then and I really personally I I don't know. You're an artist. What what do you think is yeah. the difference between what is fine art versus anything else you've done? Mm. Well, I guess uh, the 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 thing about art is like you're it's always pushing a definition. Right. And, and I think that that's what uh, contemporary art does. Mm-hmm. It pushes the definition and the bounds of what these things are because it's all uh, visual thought exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could, with that type of context, you could put put the title of art onto anything. Right. Like I was about to you say, know? like a meme could be art. Yeah, exactly. Context. Yeah. And um, it's all about like intent and and how and what it means to that individual that's putting something out artistically mm-hmm. and who receives it mm-hmm. it's a, com- uh, a communication type of thing yeah um me my from for, for myself like i come from the product world mm-hmm. right and um there's a, a um a commodity type of vibe and you know it, it's based in commodity yeah it's like oh i need a shirt i'm gonna buy a shirt right. i need a hat because I, i'm gonna buy a hat mm-hmm. right um, the 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 there's like subtle nuances within that fashion world where it's just like oh I want this collector's jersey or I want yeah. this rare you know uh, denim jacket or something like right, that right. and then that becomes like a collectible mm-hmm. right still a product and so um, when it comes to for me in art it is a product it's a physical thing mm-hmm. right it's yeah. a, something that has been loved. Uh, weathered as a story you know like um, and basically coveting that object enough putting it on a pedestal and having it be this thought exercise into something you know what I'm saying the way I would either communicate to so somebody, somebody else somebody's or, purchasing your whole thought exercise your soul in that moment kind of thing uh, is, that, is that too deep or well, yeah esoterically yeah that would be cool that's, <laughs> right. a, that's a cool thing to put on it but mainly it's like um, do I have the freedom to think and the freedom to show my thinking, mm-hmm. right? And if if that if if that is received well by somebody else, they could put they could put their own lens on whatever it is. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it could mean something totally different to them. Right, right. But for me, in the moment, like being an artist is all method, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what do I fill my day up with, and how does this exercise uh, of of making something visual? What does that mean to me? And what am I trying to say with it? And, and, and what am I trying to do with that platform? And so... Let me let me stop you right there for a yeah. second. So what were you saying with the uh, the cigarette design? Yeah. The, I don't know, what's the name of the piece? Uh, the, this one. I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. I, don't, I thought it... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so um, one of my heroes, like one of my Michael Jordans uh-huh. in art is uh, Tom Wesselman. Okay. Right. 
And um, he was known to do this smoker series for a long time. He's one of the unsung pop heroes. Uh, and I idolized him a lot, you know. Okay. Um, and so I kind of used that as like a little mark or whatever, uh, just to kind of remind me that um, he's very important in the pop uh, world, especially for me, because he wasn't necessarily known. Okay. You know, like he's not the household name. He's an underdog. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like pretty much like a like a Jay Dilla. Like mm-hmm. he's not he he wasn't known in that space until he passed. Right, right. And so it's very important for me to realize that when I wake up, it's just like yo, you could be working on these things now that mean right like a tremendous deal to the to the world, but you're not experiencing the fruits of it. Mm-hmm. And so like remembering that. You know what I'm saying? Remembering to value the moment, even though the moment isn't valued yet, yeah, yeah. Uh, is very important for me. So, yeah. I agree. Like when someone I know, you know, artists sometimes, especially musicians, uh, like especially in my generation, some oh, I'm getting too old to do this or something. Yeah, I'm like, then the day if you want to do some art and that's what you want to do, and like how you put it out, it's it's on you. Like that's right. Like, like you said, how you fill your day. If you can. Yeah. And you want to and you you know you you know why not yeah it's really like how um you know i i don't think people uh for the most part think beyond right 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 like what's what's what we're doing now going to mean 50 years from now right right what's it going to mean 100 years from now and you put out a piece yeah. now that's a good transition into mm-hmm. a rare you you so for the blockchain cause this is art on the blockchain yeah, you yeah. put out a piece uh, on rare recently mm-hmm. that kind of spoke to i think your 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 grandchildren maybe right 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 mm-hmm. yeah we'll so, talk about that so the current body of work i'm working on is under uh i guess a um it's under this collection, and I'm working on the show. It's uh, called 2068, and it's you know 50 years from now. Um, and it's under that 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 whole theme because I want to make these objects. I want to make these this this art with the intent to communicate to my grandchildren. You know, 50 years from now, 50 years from now they're going to be you know our age, and so. If I if I had the opportunity to square them up, you know, eye to eye, and tell them the things that are you know that me and and the family value, you know, this is how we pass down things through generations, you know, and it all started from like thinking, oh, how do you acquire and appropriate and grow generational wealth? Well, like wealth is more than just money, you know, it's like. Uh, knowledge and traditions and customs and stuff like that things that they really make you you and so uh it, it it was important for me to go into the studio and think about that think about what is this thing going to mean 50 years from now to 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 my direct descendants right like a love letter to my to my grandchildren and their children and their children's children and it's and it's an interesting thing. I was reading about this the other day. The, the historian who who reads old letters mm-hmm. and she's written books based on these things. Nobody's going to want to look at my email because it's not very interesting, yeah. really. And I have things from my grandparents, the physical objects. And my dad gave me a copy of a letter from my grandmother. Yeah. Um, but then I think 
how many letters have I written? So I've started writing letters to my niece and nephew. I send postcards. <laughs> they may not keep them. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, I know those physical things One or are two precious. of those will trickle down at least. Yeah. One they of always them. always do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so you never really know, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you, if you got the slightest thing from, like, a great-grandparent or something like that... Mm-hmm. And it, it was like a grocery list or something like that. It'd be yeah, like, oh, that's God, a relic, this is, man. Yeah. This is a grocery list from 75 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, like, they had grocery stores back then. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, <laughs> No, it's important. I, my, gra- yeah. my grandmother, um, rest in peace, passed last year. And uh, she, you know, cleaning out her stuff, man. I got so much of this stuff. Like, you know, something from like 1875 or something. My aunt was writing yeah. uh, like an eight-page letter about the family, actually. Kind of like. Right. She must have been thinking that too, because she was writing about, like, she wrote about how it got there, like, mm. what there, and then she was, and then it kind of passed along, and I was that's like, it's so the same dope. thing, like, and I'm like, damn, like, and it's yeah, and that's scarcity too, because yeah. paper, it was hard. I mean, you think paper you take for granted yeah. now, but yeah, people would write on the sides of things oh, because yeah. paper was precious, mm-hmm. and so it's not only that she wrote it; it was mm. that she had the the resources to to, to do, do that, yeah. yeah. Um, and think and think and think about communicating through time, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, the the art of putting something on paper, yeah, yeah, right, and just writing something down for the next generation to. I mean, it has evolved the printing mm-hmm. press and like you know from before that, right? Scribes yeah. and stuff, yeah, 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 and yeah. like you know, uh, writing on stone, etching things and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. so, the mediums this, changed, how yeah, it's done's changed, right? So like when you think about this digital age that we're in, you know, what I'm saying like. Even a generation, you know, my 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 daughter's generation, they're not going to be talking about this stuff like we talk about it. Yeah, because it's already a thing, right? You know right. what I'm saying? They're not going to say, "Oh, like you know, this digital. Let me wrap my head around this." It's baked no. in already. Yeah, it's already in there. Yeah, yeah. And so, like their grandchildren, it's going to be a second nature thing to them too. Where it's Look like, for the how? at this email from 2015. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it says, "I'm writing you this email, then, right. as a." The electronic correspondence to to the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you thought about how uh, they might actually be viewing this art in fifty years? Has that crossed your mind? Yeah. So, so um, being introduced to this uh, uh, um, blockchain art. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. I'm very new to it too. Right. So. Right. Cri- like we uh, yeah. general. Cri- I, I like to say crypto art. Or crypto art. art. Yeah. 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 So, um, seeing how it I, like. My art was always, uh, not always, but um, is strongly based in the di- digital world. Like, I, I was trained in, in the bullpens of, like, you know, the 2000s. Right, right. So, like, everything I know is in Adobe Illustrator. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. So, it starts off from the computer. Mm. Um, and having these digital files exist is, a you know, like, I have... Uh, hard drives and hard drives and hard drives and that's backed up to cloud space and whatever you know what I'm saying so they exist out there right yeah um and finding finding out how uh to share those things the outlet for those things are you know is increasingly growing you know um and being introduced to this space now with uh folks like yourself uh, the the um the rare art lab mm-hmm. folks or whatever they've been really holding my hand and teaching me yeah, yeah. you know everything about uh, uh the the landscape of things yo this is rare kev from rare art labs you're now listening to art on the blockchain stop hold it and i think that it's gonna be a thing like yeah. you know when 
when the population swells to to points where people have to live in smaller spaces they're not going to have the wall space for stuff you know um they are they they'll always have this digital bank of information and you know they'll be digital relics yeah and so um if you think about it like uh one of my one of my bigger pet peeves with like you know the mp3 uh switch is the fact that um now things are streaming right so you don't need those files anymore like to a degree but what about like uh, a beat or a song that your man sent you or whatever and it's just like oh man this is crazy so it has to exist somewhere and it's not in the you know it's not uh, on title it's not, convenient. Or, yeah. Yeah. it's not convenient to get to but you still have it right right I have like a bunch of things that the homie sent me you know what I'm saying where it's just like oh man this is crazy and like you really think about like how many how many copies of that file are there like where is it at is mm-hmm. it just on this drive or is it over here like on, in the cloud and stuff like that so when you really think about having digital things right you know like that's a thing and so um i have work that Mm -hmm. is uh because everything starts from the digital the digital um environment Mm -hmm. i have stuff that doesn't make it to physical yeah and that stuff is worth uh what it will be worth in 50 years right 100 years yeah so um being able to you know apply or you know make it scarce through the blockchain mm-hmm. you know like it's they're doing like ten, one of 10 or 10 prints of each thing right yeah it'd be it would be 10 or one i mean we're playing with the format okay i'm not com- i'm not that comfortable with uh locking into a thing okay. just yet you know like we're wor- and and they're very malleable and they want to you know work um a way to have these things available these this this blockchain are available um, and have it, you know, be a part of my workflow. You know, like things start on the computer. I have like yeah. iterations of, you know, this one piece of art that people see and a painting that I might make. And so those iterations are worth things. And um, it's like, oh, this is what it looked like yellow. This is what it looked like with a hand in it. This right, is right. what it looked like with whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. all those things aren't going to make it to the painting. But as a collector, I think it's very important to, uh, you know have the context around those things Mm -hmm. like where it's just like oh man like somebody bought up the painting but i have the digital sketches right i have the digital studies Mm -hmm. you know like that's very important too you think about like you know one of my other heroes um is uh herb blue ballon right famous like typographer uh and what he went to cooper union and like every now and then they'll do a, a Herb Blue Balance show and it's like, you know, these little he was notorious for like sketching on napkins, right? And so he did like a lot of important work just at, you know, the coffee shop oh, sketching on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, the birth of this typeface that's used all around the world. Yeah. Started off on this napkin. Right, right. And like that napkin is being, you know, that's carefully sweet. preserved and taken around and shown every year and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So if you go on eBay, man. you can find uh, Disney sketches and all that stuff, and they're valuable. Yeah. You know, like old old ones. I've definitely yeah. uh, checked into that. some of that stuff. It's cool. Yeah. So think about it like, um, you know, as a, as an artist that's using the tools of the day, mm-hmm. these sketches are 
the the versions that you save in your folders. Like I'm not sure how you are, but like you know no, my definitely. my folders are freaking crazy. Yeah, like they're stupid, and they'll have like whatever the title is of the moment, and then they'll have like you know one, two, right, yeah, three, yeah, And so like all those things are worth yeah. something, right? Like it's they have a time signature on it. They have particular information on there, and um, it's it's going to be very interesting. That's you know. that's funny you said it because I um I did a piece for um this uh this one guy and I he put it up on a platform called Rare Pepe Trading and uh, he made a hundred of them yeah. and uh, it was a colored version and it was in their card format with their um, branding kind of thing like the way that that thing was and then I took the original sketch of that though yeah. it was black and white where I didn't mess with it in Photoshop and all that stuff and I just I animated it. I hmm. like took made it into a GIF. I kind of like played with it. it. Took me like five hours for, for a couple of days, probably each day. Oh. And I just did a little piece, and you know, it was like a ten second loop, maybe. And I made a one of one of it, and I put it on another platform. Mm. So it was like the same thing. Like and that's how I branded. It. I was like, this is the sketch that initiated yeah. this hundred piece. Right, so right. Like, what you're saying like rings true to me. How, how I, I feel exact same way. Yeah, it's it's about method. It's about process. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the craziest things I've seen. I think they're selling. Um, uh, um, I saw that there was something, something crazy. It was just like, man, that's not even art. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. um, there's a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> Jackson Pollock's floor, oh. his studio floor. Wow. And I was like, yo, like, okay, yeah, it does <laughs> look like the painting. In it? I, I think so. Yeah. But they're 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 at least covering it, and you know. Uh, looking at it as if it's an object right mm. it's something considerable and it is it's, yeah. a, it's the workspace or, inten- or intentional was it intended yeah. no it wasn't yeah but for history purposes i would like to see that at the smithsonian right if i had you know? like a ton of money and i was building yeah. a house and i could get ja- jackson pollock's floor i'd be like yeah, yeah. put that in there you know what I'm when, they can, when, the, when, the, when right. the fellas come over i could be like yeah hey, you're on jackson pollock's floor and jackson pollock's floor so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's jackson pollock's floor right there this is oh. Will, this is Wilt Chamberlain's bedroom. Yeah, his headboard. Yeah. That's his headboard. They're splashing their own paint on it. But yeah, so it's 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 interesting to see. You know, it has historical uh, you know significance to it. Um, it tells you a lot about the methodology, right? Like, I mean, he was he was very well covered. But what would happen if if Rothko? had something like that mm-hmm. like he was a very mysterious uh artist like nobody really knew how he made those paintings and what he made it with and, and why and wow. yeah and why right mm-hmm. and the bigger question is why uh but yeah like so they don't know these things and to go into to to a workspace if it if it exists yeah. anything will tell that tale yeah right Maybe what's that worth the tale yeah, yeah. right story Exactly. Well, that goes to what I was t- we were talking about fine art earlier because I go to the Smithsonian and I actually like the outsider art mm. area. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. these people are inspired by either religion or they've had a dream, right? Right. And they put their art together, but they're considered outsider art. Rothko's mm-hmm. got space for. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. It's yeah. not particularly interesting to, to me. Right. But I'm like, why are they in two different... Why does Rothko get all this attention? But this yeah. outsider art guy, that is amazing. I yeah. mean, from a... Because I couldn't fold foil like that. 
right, 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 in any kind of environment mm-hmm. or any kind of circumstance or, or create these works that mm-hmm. are so intricate, but they're not part of a main display. Yeah, so, I mean, that's only if you subscribe to the, uh, I guess, the hierarchy of institutional art. Yeah. Right? Like, so, if if you hold their opinion on high, and that's what the art industry or the quote-unquote art yeah. industry is going after or whatever, then, then, yeah, it's like a little classist and unfair, right? Yeah. But if you're just kind of <clears throat> practicing like you're practicing... And you're just looking at it, and you were, and you appreciate it for what it is. It's like, man, it's a bargain, right? You, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, I don't have to spend multi million dollars yeah. on this. <laughs> so, like, you know, as long as you don't really take that type of thing seriously. So, like, it depends I, why you're collecting it. Yeah, a lot of times. And what I tell other artists that that really come to the table and ask me, "Oh man, how do I get on? How do I do this? Or how do I?" It's like, yo, first stop running other people's race. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. Living for other people's standards. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your idea of success? And what what do those things mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want to mean this to these types of people, mm-hmm. or do you want to mean something to yourself? Right. What are you doing it for? And how are you getting, how are you doing it? What are you doing yeah. to get there? Right. What's your goal? Right. Well, and so don't have that. Yeah. And so for the whole art scape in the art industry, and let's talk about institutional art and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Their their purpose. In 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 the game is is to preserve and uh, show and construct this uh, legible linear history, yeah, and digestible too, right? Because right? right. not everybody's like neck deep into art or whatever, so it's just like, it's, okay, it's a narrative of consensus among the hierarchy, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, what, what's the art of this time of the fifties? Mm-hmm. You can know, name out like five or ten artists or whatever when there's re- there was really thousands, sure. Tens of thousands, you know. For saying? convenience sake, a lot of times. I mean, you can't yeah. just sit there and be like, bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, exactly. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, 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 you know. So, so when when you get down to, um, you know, like the, those those uh, five names, right? It's very um, important to understand that, like, there's a whole community of, you know, a global community of people that we're creating at the same time. And what the what that is, and, that, and that's what they're, they're. I guess they're deeming this current art movement that we're in right now. It's like mm. pluralism. I think you know mm. that's one of the popular names. Right. And it's like, are you a DJ slash artist slash barista right slash gardener right right you know exactly. what I'm that, like, that makes sense because cool. yeah <laughs> cool that's awesome you know what I'm saying so that's very retro though you know because like yeah. that's how. Um, you know, I mean, look at like people like I don't know a name that pops in my head is like Ben Franklin. Like, yeah, known to do everything. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you got the and, Renaissance man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Renaissance man, and then you have the narrative coming that then that came in it was jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, and now I feel like that's shifting more because everybody is doing gig society mixed with mm-hmm. art. I don't know how it's it's more easy to do art. Like, I guess like. When I when I went when I went to school, what I'm trying to say is when I was in school, mm-hmm. I was learning to build websites and HTML, Dreamweaver, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then now that's baked in already. Right, you don't need to. That's right. you don't have to. You know, I mean, you do have to learn that, but yeah, that's you don't not, have to. Like, I could go to Wix and make a page right now and like, right. make a website. And I don't have to know that stuff. Kind of like we start talking at the beginning of the show. Like, yeah. a lot of this stuff just keeps getting baked in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and an easy thing to do, I guess, to to, to keep your your boat going, 
to keep rowing is uh, this this idea of art, right? Mm -hmm. Like or design or illustration or whatever it is that you're creating. You know, the next iteration of technology and stuff like that is going to need creativity. It's going to yeah. need art. Yeah, because right? that's how it gets the message out a lot of times. Exactly, mm -hmm. and then we're still talking about forms of communication. Mm -hmm. and so, uh, if you can move the the, if you could move that little bouncy ball forward <laughs> with, with whatever you're doing, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. and contribute to it yeah. uh, or contribute to the global voice of what art is at mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But that's like thinking, that's like waking up thinking, it's like, what is my purpose on this earth in this nation as right. a as a person as a citizen yeah. it's like nobody thinks that crazy like right, right. you know what i'm saying like maybe <laughs> once or twice maybe you know every few five ten years or something like that right, right. nobody's everybody's like oh man with coffee yeah. let me get my thing done let me right. do this <laughs> and so you know like what is gonna mean what what i'm doing today is gonna mean to you know uh my direct descendants uh people from my cultural tribe mm -hmm. Uh, in 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 this uh, landscape, um, it's gonna mean whatever. But I want to make sure that I put emphasis. You're on putting it. you're putting your 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 skin in the narrative, like yeah. And I want to take it as seriously as possible, mm -hmm. right? And right. so and it all starts with you, with, with you. Mm -hmm. like you know. People often listen. You know what I'm saying when you when you when you underscore yourself, right? When, you know what I'm saying like they. A lot of folks don't think that when they put themselves out there or they introduce themselves you know, they're super bashful i'm like so introverted and mm -hmm. you know have self-esteem issues and stuff like that too and like when you put yourself out there be like oh I'm, it's cool i'm yeah. doing it's a hobby <laughs> or i'm not it's not quite there and it's not perfect and blah blah and it's like all these little uh asterisks and footnotes and stuff like that that makes that that's making the person that you're in introducing yourself a little un un uncertain about what you're doing sure Right, and so um, the difference between that and folks that are really convinced about what they're doing is just that attitude of taking it seriously and 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 showing some type of dignity and honor to what you're creating. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have to get over that hump. Like, yeah, you, yeah. I, I know what you mean. And then that 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 makes whatever it is that you're creating important. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And go from hobbyist to professionalism. Yeah, and you chase it. Mm -hmm. And I've been uh all around the the you know the industry uh getting beat up you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah. taking other people's ideas and having to make them and mm -hmm. having to do these things and i got tired of telling other people's story and i was just like yo i gotta do me that's dope you know and and how long ago did you make that decision about six years ago um i hit i hit like a really big wall mm -hmm. um and this is around you know the time in brooklyn and, and, and it started becoming Brookland, yeah, like the amusement <laughs> park and stuff. You know, uh, they had the Brooklyn popcorn and Brooklyn cheese, and you know, you get your Brooklyn Danish. You know, it's freaking crazy. Yeah, um, but it started off at that time, uh, and I found myself just having to make these money moves, and it was taking the love and the craft and the, you know out of out of. Uh, music and, and art and so all that stuff just washed away and i was like you know what i got to give myself a chance you know what i'm saying so i i boogied out of new york you know what i'm saying went to leesburg virginia wow 
My sister had a house, big ass house over there, and you know she let me stay up in there for like a little while. Get my so head your parents together. are right; they should became pretty successful. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, is 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 nuts. Like you know, I'm I'm living in the basement after everything, but I had the headspace. You know, like out there, the, you, you're talking about, um, and I don't know if you know, every the, the listener should knows about right, Leesburg, Leesburg farm country. Yeah, it's halfway between D.C. and um, uh, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Char- was it Charlotte? Char- uh, I mean, it's, I, I know Leesburg. Charleston, Char- or no. Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah, Charlottesville. Sh- Are you talking about Charlottesville? No, no, no. Because no, it that, goes that north. Casino. Oh, Charlestown. Yeah, Charlestown. Charlestown. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes outside DC or something. Yeah, man, suburbs. Yeah, right. Farmland out there. Yeah. And so I got my um my headspace. You know, I found like a nice little uh, coffee shop, and I was just like, man. Uh, I think there was like you know this outsider art in the local coffee shop out there, and I was like, man, like, and I think somebody told me, uh, was, I think it was my, my 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 pops. He was like, you know, your art could be up in here one day, and I'm like, man, I gotta aim higher. Like, no <laughs> <laughs> no offense to them, but yeah. I was just like, damn, I did not go <laughs> to like one of the leading art schools that have my nah, man, and um. But they probably thought he'd be supportive. It's like, yeah, see, and, that, and that's, you know, like my parents don't know, like, yeah. the gravity of things. You right. know what I'm saying? So I was just like, all right, yeah, I got to make it. <laughs> so if I go like to Leesburg, I, can, I, can I get a, uh, an old natural piece up yeah, there somewhere the, in the coffee shop? Yeah, out the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> find, find, you'll find a cigarette over there. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> in the you corner. Know, there's, there'll be a story about that. It's like I was found in the back room after yeah. after the uh, renovation of the of the pantry. Yeah, nah. Truth <laughs> be told, man, I never gave it a shot. I was I was on the you know Brooklyn snob stuff. I was like, I'm better than this. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But like, it really um it really motivated me to you know and ha- I had the headspace to think uh, for myself instead of like you know hopping out. Um, of your, uh, the apartment and there's a lot of money in Leesburg. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> when I was looking to buy houses like last year, I was like, my I, yo, I didn't know like Ashburn and Leesburg. I had no idea. Like I was just like, I was like, whoa, when the fuck did things become a million dollars out there? Like, oh yeah, Loudoun yeah. County. It's like wine country out there. It's crazy. Yeah, all the football players they got houses yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. And then that's down uh, the the corridor for all the you know government contractors and stuff like that. So it's important because I, I was born in Herndon, Virginia, which is okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know that was like the outskirts of the time. That was Leesburg yeah. back in the day. Yeah, so, uh, I know that. Yeah, that, that to Leesburg just blew up, and a lot of my friends from Herndon and Reston actually moved out to Leesburg. Yeah, now it's 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 an important time um, to 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 see because like. That whole corridor down there, what 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 it brought me, um, brought to my attention was the fact that like, you know, this area is is becoming one of the, if not has been for a while, that that specific area mm. has been one of the um, the main attractions for for wealth and oh yeah and and spending money and stuff. You know, like I worked with Tyson's and uh, Tyson's Corner, yeah. uh, Tyson's Township, um, quite a bit, and. You know, the first Apple store was put there because of what it meant financially. Yeah. You know, commercially. Tyson's, if anybody doesn't know, is like Tyson's Gallery and all that. It's a yeah. crazy home, mall. Like really home, of the, home of the first Apple store. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, ever. 
That's kind Ever. of true. In, DC, in, in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. random, super yeah. random. But um, yeah, what it what it what it brought to my attention is the fact that like, all right, this is a viable city. You don't think about it, right? Um, you think about DC, and it's like, oh, it's politics, government, government. Kind of, you live here, and it's like, oh, it's all contractor work That's stuff true. and whatever. It's super bland and boring when you get to like emerging art, and um, it's a very uh, weird culture You know what I'm saying Like The culture here Is a little bit International It's it's very Very uh, um, Patchwork it's Transient Yeah it's transient mm-hmm. And it's serious There's a serious overtone Like there's so many Yeah Different organizations here And all sorts of stuff So Like that doesn't really Leave a lot for Emerging art And you know um, creatives like such as myself, right, right. But the important part is is that there is a community. It's very small, yeah. But there is a community, and to to be able to find those folks or whatever um, is important because we have the leg up over the nation working with these big in- art institutions, right, 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 or working in proximity to, yeah, yeah. And so sense. having the the curators come over. To the you know the, the art show next door, you know it's very important because mm-hmm. they might not be able to do anything about it now, but at least it's on the radar, right? Right. Like Twenty years from now, they'd be like, oh well, when she when she becomes the director, she's gonna be like, oh, I saw this person folding foil across the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've go to um, I've been spending a lot of time in Frederick, Maryland, ah, okay. looking at the art out there. There's a lot. It's a very creative community out there, and. Mm-hmm. It's just it's interesting that there's so much yeah. that they have a you know I don't know maybe six blocks dedicated to galleries yeah and you can be just about at any level and be able to show your work whereas you wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to there aren't that many galleries that I can find in DC on the same street right DC. right yeah because it used to be Georgetown yeah, right. at least but there's you know maybe one or two galleries but it's always yeah. gallery slash frame store right or pop yeah, yeah. <laughs> some pop-up joints here. yeah it's, ve- it's very weird but the crazy uh, it's like so it these big the, like the smithsonian and hirshhorn and everything like that they're like the walmart and target or you know what i'm saying whereas like if you're a mom and pop store you're not going to be able to survive in 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 proximity to them it's just not gonna happen going there yeah and so um, what it does is like, and it you does, can get a Monet yeah. poster for ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it ki- it kills like that underlying, like you know, or the, the the middle tier of galleries, and that's why emerging art is like very scarce out here. And Touchstone yeah. still, I'll do a shout out to them because it's one of my you know favorite. I'll go to openings there, and they still have a nice tier of of artists. But it's got to be tough, right downtown to. Uh, to have a gallery space, but they yeah. have nice, some nice. Well, it's a, it, like it's Blind Wino has some stuff. Yeah, it's Blind It's a, it's not. I mean, and I'm not speaking as a as a gallerist. It, it's not as tough, um, because you know it's very what like there's there's just so much energy out there. Like I, I just I have a, a studio on Eighth Street. Yeah, you know, and like I'm, um, I'm learning that, you know, the the. You're not going to get a lot of fall-in traffic. I mean, I'm on busy 8th Street, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You by the station? Uh, Union Station part of 8th Street? Or? Y'all on the other side, like more close to Benny. Yeah, you're closer okay. to where yeah. I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But um, it's uh, I think it's on the 14th and 8th, so it's fairly busy. It's right across the street from Macado and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the culture is there, right? Uh, we just need to be um, careful about who we let steer, you know, the ship. And, yeah. and there needs to be a lot more leaders in that space. And I, when, I, when I say, you know, like, we need to be careful about who steers the ship, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, like, throwing darts at anybody. No, it's true, though. What I'm saying is, like, don't let it be the corporations that come in. Don't let it be the people that will uh, um, take it for whatever. So the commercial space in D.C. is very, very, uh, it's bubbling. Because, like, we're attracting the most millennials. Um, we have uh, a lot of millennials that are getting jobs that are, like, plus 100K, like 100K plus, mm-hmm. you know, off the off the break. Yeah. And so they have disposable income and disposable time. And those things attract the brands. And the brands bring the money and they bring their, uh, their you know, agenda. Mm-hmm. And... It's great, you know, for an opportunity. But if you yeah. let them sit on it, yeah, you know, you're speaking close to my heart right now. Yeah, this just reminds me exactly of what happened yesterday with uh, somebody, uh, somebody who is a friend of the show, uh, put together uh, an infographic of the blockchain space in the art world, and right. it was very VC <laughs> oriented. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, like, and yeah. it was like, like some of the other stuff that you see, like kind of you want to say, like more punk rock mm. or the more uh, the ones that made crypto like started it yeah, stuff, they, yeah. they were all left off and it, was, it, was, uh, it, it caused a little bit of uh, heartache yeah I was like <laughs> but well see, it's kind yeah. of like when we're just talking of like 14th street as an right. example when you know yeah the, 14th street lost its fucking it's, heart but yeah. it's really, it's changed so much, and then yeah. you have a whole influx of people like, well, hasn't it always been like this? Well, no, uh, <laughs> it hasn't always hell, been no. like this, uh. and it hasn't always been like this. Not even ten years ago, right? Uh, so right. it's that's it's it's very interesting because there's always mm-hmm. a discussion about the you know you, where are the artists left? Where is it that they have left to live? Where can they live exactly um, yeah, and be yeah. able to afford it? And every time they go somewhere, then. Mm-hmm. It becomes hip, and then, then it, the price goes. The price right. goes, and then where, where's, where's, what's left? But I, but the building of a community is definitely something that. Um, how do you do that? Because that's always a discussion. When I talk to artists, it's like, well, we need to build a community. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. well, how do you, how do you do that? If because there's there's levels of hostility because it is it isn't really a community. Everybody's trying to make a living. Right. And uh, right. but it isn't. Let's all build this together, and we'll all you know. This is not. They, they don't have a communist approach to to. Well, I, yeah, there's <laughs> there's no there's no uh, plan of action, yeah. and I guess that's that that's what uh, defines like a tight knit community versus uh, you know a free for all brawl art brawl. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But we, I mean, it's it's. Um, I, I think that. Not having a plan is fine. Letting it grow wherever it is, that's cool. What it is is the reach back, right? I'm from PG County. I'm I'm now I now have a studio in Northeast, you know. So like I could go back to my high school. I could you know uh, show people that um, that I'm doing something from you know from the area. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Which is I've important because PG yeah. County needs all the help. Oh you yeah. Get. And, and, and that's what I'm saying is like, you know, the, the, 
being a being a steward of the community, and being the steward of your community, and reaching back and showing growth and stuff like that. Like that's a, that's what it what working together is about. Yeah, you know, like everywhere I go in the creative space, I always think it's going to be some weird like. Uh, Standoffish vibe and like everybody's out there. Nah, I wasn't a mirrorless when I started doing murals, and I got into the the, the mural. Uh, uh, and they welcomed you, yeah. World and doing the powwows and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it was super, super welcoming. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, man, you're a legend out here, and it's just like, and they're spending time with me and they're letting me paint their wall and they're right. teaching me tricks and we got numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then the same thing goes for uh, you know all sorts of other other little. Um, creators and, and being able to 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 share that yeah yeah because we're loners right right like we just sit you know in the studio by ourselves and yeah, not yeah. really so it's good to be like ah oh, you go through the same issues too yeah. or you do this too so i think if we share a lot more you know we don't have to work together right you know and that's where i think a lot of people get uh um get wrong in the beginning where it's just like, oh, we, we got to work together. Just, nah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let's let's be together first. Yeah, like, let's yeah, yeah. be <laughs> each other. You know what I'm saying? Let's be around each other first. Right, right. Let me see what your tempo's like. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And It's, uh, to be able to, you know, um, look out for each other in that sense. Mm. Where it's like, you know, don't, don't step over there, you know, like, it's crazy or don't do this. Mm. Um, which is interesting. See where your heart's at, kind of. Yeah, and so, you know, what, um, to bring it back to, like, you know, uh, where things are going, I think it's important for us to, 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 to preserve the history, you know, through digitally. I mean, yeah. we're already working in that space, so why not save it? Yeah, yeah. And, like, the more and more we share um, with other artists how these things are done, you know, and the more welcoming we we are, you know, it'd be great. So you're not going to be known as a blockchain artist or like you know, right, right, when right. these crypto artists and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're just an, you're artist, not, you're another creative. creative. Yeah, you know, it's, and, and it's good to 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 embrace that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I always wonder how many folks. You know, when I my my family's pretty creative. Lots of musicians in the family, artists in the family, that sort of thing. Um, but as the the next generation, not so many artists. Not so many people played an instrument because yeah. that wasn't part of the curriculum, and then now there's even fewer. Yeah. So it's so in the neighborhood growing up, there were all these things in our neighborhood. Yeah. And now I'll go back to the same neighborhood where my grandmother was. Completely, there were Microsoft. I grew up in Seattle, <laughs> like Microsoft, uh-huh. Starbucks people, but none of the there are no musicians living in that neighborhood or, yeah. or artists anymore. Yeah. Um, and that you know definitely in impacted how i think about how neighborhoods are supposed to be right right um but then there's a now, now there's a generation that they don't know artists on the yeah. street or musicians in their family um and so that how do you create when you're talking about passing these things on mm-hmm. the environments that you live in definitely influence how you think about what is you know how how things should be how your world is well-rounded because I definitely feel that my world was pretty well-rounded mm-hmm. because of the influence of people from all walks of life in my neighborhood. Right, right. So uh, now we're talking about the neighbor, the global neighborhood, right? Like your tribal, your cultural tribe that yeah. expands, you know, throughout the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
for, for these kids, they don't have to be in the same town anymore as their as their their folks. They yeah. don't need to be in the same state, you know. But then like, they're depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> all their friends are just yeah I mean, avatars. <laughs> yeah, under our terms though, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, oh man, I remember going out and playing with the, you know the kids and. Where, where are your friends at? You know what I mean? Like, but they, Do they really exist? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, and seeing how they grow, I mean, they're perfectly fine with it. Right? I, I struggle with seeing my son uh, yeah. on video games all the time. Yeah. Like, not going out as much as me. It like, oh, hurts yeah. my heart, man. I'm like, well, I got a daughter, so it's a little easier for me. I'm like, yeah, stay home. Because you know where she yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay home. Here's some more video games. <laughs> Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I, you know, traveling overseas, it's very different because uh, I backpacked and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you make these friends like on the fly and yeah. having that social skill because we're not texting to each other or anything yeah. like that um, was and having the idea of interacting in mm-hmm. that way. Uh, I It was awesome to me that these kids you know, they were a lot younger than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. were willing to have conversations, hang out, go for a drink. And I was like, it was like awesome. Yeah. It was like these, cause Wholesome it was kid. not my, <laughs> my experience. Um, and so it was, so I all, that's the other thing I wonder about is, um, as you travel, cause I think mm-hmm. it's important for young people to travel oh, yeah. and having that ability yeah. to engage with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all these things. I'm I'm hoping because I you know I think already... I think they have a better tool nowadays than yeah. before they because they know what there. to expect. There's mm-hmm. not there's not as much culture shock when you see it on 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 Instagram all day and every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> that's true. They don't have to readjust or get lost or you know get you know swept in this whirlwind. They they already Dude, know what's up. When I was young, um, I remember <laughs> <laughs> my uncle used to be like. I'll never go to DC. DC sucks. Oh, it's so scary. Far. It's fucking. You get killed, and you know, just all that shit. And then, <laughs> like, but like you, you know, I grew up, and I that's like one of the first places I used to go when I was in high school. Was like, I need to go to DC. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you say I shouldn't go while well, Yeah, exactly. But you know, like if I had Instagram, like DC, what are you talking about, dude? DC be fine. Like you could find out things. Like oh, you just yeah. say, like you like no, nah, yeah, I don't need trends. to. I don't, yeah, I don't have to rely on my. My oracle is my uncle about the what DC is like. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like when you think about you know what 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 is this discussion going to sound like twenty years from now? Mm-hmm. Like that's like talking like talking about cell phones or whatever. It's just like what do you mean? Like you could have conversations everywhere. Yeah, what does that even mean? Oh my god, these people aren't gonna you know what I mean? Like it's just uh, with with the introduction of new tools as a species. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's going to be a lot of uh, kickback culturally. Yeah. You know, like because there has to be time for it to adjust. And I think that it's a tool and it's just that it's going to get better mm-hmm. and it'll help out a lot more. Mm-hmm. And how, how are your artist friends? Uh, do they know that you're doing anything on the blockchain and how do they react? Uh, no. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a it's something that's. Um, it's interesting because like from the the perspective of an artist it's like oh that's another product right you know like if if they have their uh you know business cap on another avenue yeah it's another thing it's like well what do you mean there's a lot of artists that don't have the digital files to do it you know what i'm saying and 
um, I'm somewhere in between where it's just like, oh, okay, you know, I have painter friends that just paint. I have digital friends that just do digital stuff. And this is giving me more um, ammo, you know, like more of a reason to go to my friends that are just kind of trapped in the computer or whatever. And, you know, I said trapped in the computer because, like, before my campaign was just like, yo, get out of the computer, man. Make some paintings. You know what I'm saying? um, Now you don't have to. Now it's just like, bro, like, whatever that was, yeah, send it out. I got the folks to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, just put it out there. And he's like, well, who's going to buy it? Like, I've been doing the same thing with my music friends, man. Like, I I got a music blockchain streaming platform. Like, a couple of them that, one of them I genuinely like, they're best in that right now. Experimental, all that crap we talk about. But it's, you know, so I guess. Yeah. You got to be, you got to. I'm like, yo, you guys, there's other avenues that we can earn revenue and be in. Exactly. Early on this helps you out. Being right. early adapter, uh, tribe leaders. Yeah, that's uh, it's and and I appreciate being ushered into this mm-hmm. whole thing, like because I was just very like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What 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 it do I have cool. to do? Rare, that's what Rare Art Labs does. Though. They look for uh, real artists and mm-hmm. put them into it. It's not like yeah. Uh, a lot of times when people make technology, the technologists are doing the art, and right, right. it's not the same. You right. need the like you say the the real thing that way they're using the product as another platform another avenue another yeah. resource like and that's like that's like it a, gives it more value it, may, it makes it more real and it makes it more that floodgates can open up authentic exactly yeah. that's like having the engineers over at like Akai yeah make beats on the NPCs right. it's yeah, like no, you suck <laughs> yeah they will but you know like they're not, Pete Rock's not working out of Akai yeah. you know what I'm saying I, I think that's <laughs> definitely an element that needs to be you know i I Personally, I'm trying to get artists involved, you know, full time mm-hmm. or people who want it, who are doing this to make a living to get involved because that's the only way the approach to it's going to change. Yeah. If if you just think of it as a tech tool right. and and only the technologists understand how it works, mm-hmm. it's I don't think it's going to go no. very far. Right, right. It won't go as far. Well, yeah. So the important the important thing to uh, to understand as an artist, as a creative, right? If you're an artist and creative and you don't know what this thing is or you know, you're not too familiar with it, one of the things that I really pin down is it's not just another method or way to buy art, right? There's um there's a lot of uh I guess historical reference that's kind of built into it because of because of the way the blockchain works, right? And so there's a lot that's being done now in the providence of art, right? To be able to to, to, to know when that was bought and by whom and for how much at sure. what particular time. You know, all those things are, are known. And um, it's a lot more convenient. It's an open ledger for anybody to see instead of somebody guarding it. Exactly, for history. Or not even having one. Yeah, for history to see. Yeah. And that's very 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 important in the future yeah like when you talk about a hundred years from now when things start to dip like when the 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 cultural context of what we know the world to be right now when that starts to get real um amusement parkified you know what i'm saying like um then those things become um very important they become they become the the stones of uh, the you know the monolithic uh, records mm-hmm. of yep. the future, right? 
and that's important. Yeah. We so got, when we got to fight for our stones. Yeah, exactly. Right. So when you're when you're an artist and you talk about that, and it's just like, oh, like how will you mean something a hundred, a hundred fifty years from now? You could, but you you're giving yourself a fighting chance if you're on all fronts trying to show and and preserve your history and your in in throughout this whole game. Right, right, right. You yeah, know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah, yeah. So it's like a record doc, documentation. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, Cynthia's giving me a sign here. Oh, she's got uh, a cut. Yeah. She's got a boogie. I didn't want you all to stop. Yeah, I do too. Actually, because I rode my bike, I gotta get back to pick up my kids. So it's gonna take a while. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta throw them on the back. Get on the handlebars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did back in <laughs> no, my I got, day. I gotta get home to get my car and go pick them up. You so, got the bananas. You know, I, I, I live past your studio, so yeah, it's a long bike ride. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, got the big banana seat. Get on the banana seat. Yeah. Get the, I mean, I put your feet on the pegs. Dual action. When I say lean, you lean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a dual action bike with your kid? <laughs> That'd be cool, yeah. man. Trust me. Yeah. But not look. I appreciate being here. Yeah. Um, and I and and I think what you guys are doing in this space is very valuable, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to think about appreciate it of being a campaign to open minds toward uh, a new way that is going to help creatives. Mm-hmm. Um do business and 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 connect with their collectors right 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 you know like you're the first co- digital collector that i have you right know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah we didn't even speak on that i yeah you know i guess i this is not investment advice but i yeah. and we were talking about this in the last show is that you know it's art and it's commodity it's, it's so weird now because what i bought was a token and it mm-hmm. represents the artwork and uh yeah i, I bought a natural piece in the rare auction um, it might have been one, it was, it was one of the one. first pieces yeah. in the whole platform, and it was the first piece by you. Yeah, that was digitally. Uh, blockchain. That was the powwow. Yeah, the powwow. Yeah, powwow events. So. And, and, and it's very important um, because we're having a discussion about this now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you're a part of the collectorship. Yeah, you're a part of the tribe that is. Um, supporting me right right and so within that context you're very invested into my trajectory and then that sharing this this knowledge and this wealth yeah. it just even you know no that's true it creates yeah. a network effect the more people that collect your sh- stuff and mm-hmm. they're going to be talking about you and it may build you up as an artist of course yeah yeah and it's important mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so the other thing i wanted to Hell comment yeah. about this is that i have met more people in this space in person in real life than i did in the in previous iterations of technology where it was just it was all virtual you know i knew people online and that was the only way i knew them and and this blockchain community seems to be encourage more face-to-face interactions than i remember in the tech industry 20 years ago Hmm. honestly yeah (laughs) there's some jewelry right there um well yeah we got to get out of here um where can people find your stuff like where are you directing to? Right. So my Instagram handle is at natural n a t u r e l. Um, I do a lot of work with, uh, or I'm uh, planning to do a lot of work with uh, with the Rare Art Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, are you so, using any other platforms? Or that's or you, that's pretty much your your blockchain agency. That's my blockchain agency. Yeah, for yeah. That's that's the home squad. Right. For right so now. that's see that's that's that loyalty, that heart, that, that yeah. yeah, coming back into it. Yeah. yeah. And the beautiful thing about what they're doing is, is it, it, you, they're 
very open and malleable to discovering what works with artists. And so in return, I'm trying, I want to do more collaborative work with other artists and try to bring them down that, that funnel. But um, yeah, we're, we're planning to do a lot of things that work within the, the, the workflow of what I, I do now in and out of the computer. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. 